And we're back. Welcome back to the Queens of the Court podcast. Season three. It's been a long time. Hey, um, everybody. We're the King Size Queens. I'm Paul Jafrida. I'm John Hanson. And this is the Queens of the Court podcast, dedicated to bringing you everything you need to know to a point about women's basketball yeah. in our world. Yes, everything. Um, it's been a long time. It's been like, what, like three, four months, something <laughs> like that? We did March. like a, a last podcast before the draft. We did our last podcast in March. And then we got puppies. Right. And so we didn't do anything else for like months because months. we have we, puppies, two puppies. We we decided that one wasn't enough, so we would get two puppies, two Five sisters. Five month old Bernadoodles. Follow them yeah. on Instagram <laughs> at Burna Bitches. Burna Bitches. B e r n e. And Beanie. Bitches. Um, anyway, you might hear them in the background. They're probably gonna bark at some point. Yeah, they're great. They're our queens of the court. Yeah, they're our little queens. Um. Anyway, so we've been busy. Oh my gosh, we're so busy. We haven't even had a chance to to come up with <laughs> some new music for season three. Yeah, <laughs> we I just mean, haven't had time, really. <laughs> I mean post-production for a reason but we're gonna put this one out without it <laughs> i've been thinking about the music that we need to have for this season and for some reason i keep coming back to the ghostbusters theme i don't know you remember you know ghostbusters 2 when like that's like we're back and it's a uh, no all right um Man, you old. what else what else came to my mind <laughs> something else came to my mind too i'm trying to remember what it was none of that came to my mind <laughs> Uh, I'm sure, like some you know, new house mix came to your mind. Anyway, we're gonna sort that out another time, and we're gonna stop wasting your time. And obviously, the world has changed somewhat in the last few months. Sure, uh, that's part of the reason why we haven't podcasted is because there was no tournament. There, you know, the season didn't start on time. Yeah, our studio was shut down. Our our studio was shut down <laughs> for COVID. Um, COVID like, shut down. Our country's been shut down for COVID, and so the fact that we're here and we get to talk about women's basketball again is awesome. Um, it's super exciting that they're going to have a season be back tomorrow because we really didn't know <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> we really didn't know. We really waited to make sure we had all the information. Sorry. Basically, that's how yeah. it is. We wanted to bring you the most comprehensive preview we could. Yeah. Um, well researched and thought through. And I just cut you off before. I'm so sorry. Oh no, I don't even know what I was saying. So yeah, it's you're okay. rambling a little bit. I thought I could cut in. <laughs> Queens of the Court podcast, <laughs> and we're back. Um, you know, really, what we want to do today is we just want to kind of give you like a little bit of a preview of what's coming up in the WNBA season. A lot of stuff's been happening between players who are going to sit out or, you know, there's been a lot of roster moves this offseason, more than most. Um, and so we just want you to kind of know who to expect on the court and, you know, who our picks are to kind of like do well this year and kind of where we think each team is going. So uh, we thought we would just kind of go into all that, maybe talk about some rooks. Yeah, it sounds great. Yeah. So, so for those of you who don't know. Are we going to do hot topics today? The, the, I mean, Are we going to hit people with hot topics? I haven't prepped any hot topics. Shit. Um, anyway. You guys will get it next show. Yeah, yeah. Preview show. Preview yeah. show. Yeah, preview show. show. <laughs> um, for those of you who don't know, the WNBA is doing a shortened season. They're doing a 22-game season that starts tomorrow, uh, July 25th, and will end uh, on September 12th. Um all the games are going to take place at the IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida. Players are staying, you know, on campus at IMG. 
Um, and there's like all these like, you know, protocols in place for keeping them safe from COVID. There's no fans. Although look out for like canned fan sounds when they like televise these games. It's oh going to be hilarious. God. They're doing it with baseball right now and I can't stand it. Like every time like someone hits a three, there's going to be like fake cheering that you're going to hear on your screen just to like simulate the crowd. I saw it in the heat nuggets game so scrimmage weird. the other day where they like they have these huge monitors up still and on the monitors are fans and then them playing the loud noises of those fans. <laughs> it's so funny so weird it's yeah. just weird it's it, it's i mean strange i get it to hear yeah and it's just like it almost feels a little awkward to do I, and, but like you said i get it i remember when i was young they put in noises when we were young too yeah you know so i get it but it does feel a little weird. It's weird. I'm with you. So why don't we just jump right into it then? Let's. Uh, why don't we start with a list of um, a list of the players that aren't going to be playing this season because mostly because of COVID. COVID and you know injury ad- adv- advocacy. Advocacy, right? Natasha Cloud and Maya Moore. Yep. You know, devoting their time to. Um, Black Lives Matter and uh, the fight for racial justice. Yep. So, you know, uh, Renee Montgomery and Tiffany Hayes are doing the same as well. Amazing. This season. Um, More power to you. I think it's awesome. Yeah. And then John Quell Jones, sadly, is not playing this season because of health. Yeah, it's a big loss for the Sun. Liz Cambridge. Big loss for Vegas. Christy Tolliver. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chenea Gumake. Uh, Maya Moore, like you mentioned, Cecilia, I don't know how to say her name. Xander Lassini? Yeah, 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 thank you. Interesting. Spot, saving. Spot, yeah. spot on. Um, Rebecca Allen from the Liberty, mm-hmm. Asia Durr, then from Phoenix, you got, uh, Jessica Berlin. Breland. Breland, yeah. Um, then from the Seattle Storm, you have the coach. Yeah, uh, Dan, Dan Hughes. Hughes. Yeah, because he was fighting cancer. Yeah, you know, last year, and nope. it's just not worth it. He's high risk. Yeah. Um, then from the Mystics, you have, like you said, Natasha Cloud. She's not going to be there. Latoya Sanders, Tina Charles, and right now, as it stands, Elena Deladon. Yeah, there hasn't been any real official word on Elena Deladon yet. Obviously, the world waits to hear yeah. if she's going to be playing or not. I mean, the league is way the. The team is way different, you know, yeah. about her. So. Totally. Um, but, yeah, uh, whatever decision she has to make, totally support just because, you know, this is a crazy time. If people are, feel unsafe, let them feel unsafe. Like Totally. Let them, let them, you know, protect themselves. Totally. So um, definitely happy that she's going to get paid regardless of what the, whatever the decision is. Uh, mm-hmm. She deserves it. So there's also some other players that, are not at IMG yet and still going to come either because they have COVID or other reasons. Mm -hmm. So you have uh, Colson from the sky. Then you have Dolson. Yeah. Dolson. That's what I meant. Yeah. Stephanie Dolson. Yeah. Dolson. Um, Wheeler from fever. Mm -hmm. Courtney Williams. Um, January from the Sun, um, and Odyssey Sims from the Lynx. Yeah, that's then some big players right there. And then there's five other players in quarantine at IMG. Oh really? Yeah. So you have uh, 
Uh, Kalani Brown. Kalani Brown. Then you have Glory Johnson, hmm. uh, Megan Walker, Sugar Rogers, and it looks like Lauren Cox. Hmm. So it's so interesting. You know, there's so many big names that we just read off there. So the season is just going to look, you know, a lot different maybe than seasons past have. There's going to be a lot of new faces, a lot of, you know, young players, rookies, players that maybe haven't been given the best shot in the past, but because there's some roster flexibility now, yeah. maybe they're getting a shot. Um, and so, it, you know, you really want to look at like, kind of like which rosters are almost like are suffering the least as a result of absences. Right. And and that's kind of the direction that you want to take for, like, you know, who's really going to, like, succeed at a high level. The scary one that has zero roster, you know, implications is Seattle. I mean, I don't know about zero, but their 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 starting roster is intact. They're starting, and and their I'm star saying, players yeah. are all there. Um, it's a good, good sign for a team that was predicted by many to be the champions this year. So why don't we start with them? You know, for me, I've kind of broken down the teams into like four tiers. Um, I have Seattle standing alone at the top. And then I kind of have, you know, the teams grouped into other sections based on how likely I think they are to compete. All right, let's so see them then. Why, why don't we just start with Seattle first? Okay. And then we can get, we'll get into the other sections as Sounds we go. Good. So, uh, like you said, Seattle, you know, they returned Brianna Stewart, you know, who didn't play last year because of injury. So she's back. Sue Bird is back. You know, they come back with Jewel Lloyd, Natasha Howard. Um, they picked up Morgan Tuck from Connecticut. Um, uh, they signed Epiphany Prince. You know, Alicia Clark is still going to be playing. Mercedes Russell. So uh, just Crystal Langhorn. I mean, most uh, Sammy Whitcomb. All the players, yeah. more or less, who've been contributed to like that championship a couple of years ago, are going to be back. And even though they don't have Dan Hughes, their head coach, it's hard to root against the, to, to 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 expect this team not to win it. Given totally. that this is the team that won it a couple of years ago, they weren't together last year, so they didn't win it. But they're back. They're they almost a, whole. They had to deal with this situation last year too, with Dan Hughes not being there. Totally. So it's a familiar situation to be in it sucks yeah. for him you know you want him to get back out there and be able to do his job yeah. but you know they're they're well tested in this area almost already yeah and you also feel good knowing that it's a roster that's played together for a long time oh, you know yeah. as opposed to a roster that maybe adds you like a, a couple new pieces that need to fit in yeah you have it's a not like you that. have a coach on the court right. sue bird like right exactly you know like you have the best vet probably of all time <laughs> Exactly. So it's it's hard not to see them winning at all. They have all the talent. Natasha Howard took a huge step forward last year with in the absence of Brianna Stewart. And so with all those players on the court together, it's just hard to not see them winning it. It's crazy. And like Jordan Canada took a step forward last Absolutely. year last year like you know, like the team got stronger. Mercedes Russell took a big step yeah, forward last the, year. The team got stronger because of what happened last year, what they were tested with last year. And they bring back a bunch of pieces that were that aren't injured now, and then you're yeah. kind of just like, "Damn, they're scary." Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're my pick to win yeah. it all. I how can't how pick can they not? Them, yeah, so. it's like you look at the roster yeah. and you're just like, "Okay." <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> barring totally. injury, you know, barring injury, so like. So look out for the storm. Yeah, you know, they're, you know, they're gonna they're gonna win it. <laughs> There's not many think. questions, I guess, I have about the team. Maybe no. like how Brianna Stewart comes back and how Sue Bird play. Coming back from injury from all last year, but like they got to yeah. play with Team USA, 
in the last few months. So we saw them play at a high level and play good. Yeah. So, like, I don't really have questions. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. And, and, like, Morgan Tuck, even though she's a small addition to the roster, maybe, you know, from the Sun, she and Brianna Stewart won four national championships together yeah. at UConn. <laughs> so, like, there's some chemistry there. So, they know each other real well and, and, and expect them to go cash in on that as well. Yeah. So. It's gonna, they're going to be, you know, super fun to watch. Yeah, I'm really excited to watch They're going to, like, their offense is going to be something special this year. Yeah. So, yeah, look out for them. I mean, that's that's the pick to win, right? Yeah. It's everybody's pick. Yep. So, who, let's go with the next team. So, being for me. Who, the next best team, you think? So, so I, I can't do that. I got to okay. give you my next tier. Tier, okay. It's a me. group of teams. I, I can't pick my clear number two. Okay. So, for me, the second tier of teams are... Phoenix Mercury, Los Angeles Sparks, Chicago Sky, and Las Vegas Aces. For me, those four teams are the next are the next tier of like you know of talent here. So Sky, Mercury, Sparks, LA, Aces, Aces. Okay. So so, so those are the teams I think pose the biggest threat. They each have like a couple. Um, well, Chicago doesn't really have any any major pieces missing, uh, but Vegas is missing Liz Cambage and and uh, Kelsey Plum. Those are really big losses for them. Los Angeles is losing uh, Chenea Gwimke oh, and Kristen Tolliver. Kelsey Plum before uh, because of injury. injury. She's out for She's injury. She's uh, yeah. for injury. Um, anyway, uh, Las Vegas is missing those two. The Sparks are missing Christy Tolliver and Chenea Gwimke. Yep. Um, you know, Phoenix is going to be a really interesting team to watch. With Brittany Griner, Tarazi, and now Skylar Diggins Smith joining that squad, yeah. but they lose Bonner to the Sun. So totally, there's a big trade-off there. Um, but I still think they have the potential. We'll see what Tarazi can be, um, and then Chicago, who is mostly whole and really has a lot of great team chemistry, and they took I think big steps forward last year, and I think they oh, can build yeah. on it. I think they're so. they were a lot of people's dark horses coming into the season last year, and then. They showed out all year, and then they played really well in the playoffs. Yeah, totally. So, like, they have been – they keep proving how much better they've gotten, and it's really fun to watch. They're the team that I think could be the most fun to see make a run. Just, Chicago? Yeah. Well, why don't we take them next as our next uh, yeah. full team preview? Um, so, like we said, the Sky mostly stay together. They bring back, you know um, – Allie Quigley and Courtney Vandersloot, you know, one of the best backcourts in Our the game. favorite couple. We'll love them. Uh, Diamond to Shields, who we only expect to get better. You know, she had a really strong season last year. Really I would broke say out. breakout, right? But, yeah, yeah, but I think she's going to build on that, and she's going to continue yeah. to emerge as a She's star. a special player. Mm-hmm. She's got a lot of talent. Steph Dolson, like you said, when she is activated and back, you know, she fits right in there. Uh, and then they got Azaree Stevens from Dallas, who I think is a big pickup. Six foot six, knocked down the three. You know, she has an emerging inside game. Um, and then, you know, they took Ruthie Hebert in the draft. So that's a big pickup for them as well. I think that's, you know, that's massive. Yeah. That, I feel like that was, like, best case scenario in slipping down the draft. And, like, to get her to add to, like, a team that you – adding some size was, like, something that you could be like, yeah, that's what they should do. Mm-hmm. And – they did exactly what you expected them to do if it was available. Yeah. So, great pick, and I hope it can bring them, help bring them to that next level. Mm-hmm. And they've got, like, really good supplemental players as well, like Gabby Williams and Jontel Lavender and Cheyenne Parker. Totally. Um, all coming back, you know, with, with the sky. So, 
there's 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 a lot of of talent on this team, uh, and I think more importantly, I think there's a lot of chemistry. I think this team really likes playing together and really likes being together. So I think that yeah. that's a really important foundation to build from. Um, I if agree. I if agree. they're gonna have uh, a struggle, where is it gonna be? Uh, oh man. I mean, they still they still might have some trouble on the inside, mm-hmm. which is interesting that I've said that 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 was like a key thing they built built on. It's just because it might be so young. Right, Steph is amazing. She's been amazing. She's not the tallest center. Yeah, she's six five. She, you know, she she gets it done. She's super scrappy and mm-hmm. has, you know, her basketball IQ is through the roof. She's really strong too. Yeah. for her size, she's so she strong. Can body, you know, so some like of those bigger girls. I totally get it, but your younger players against these centers that most of them are well established centers and like the center, like how the game's played now with these big centers that can like do it all and you know i think i think that's part of why they picked up azrae stevens from dallas because she's a very long six foot six and (laughs) she's done really well she's had a lot of blocks you know and and she that's the kind of player she is so if they can get her to really you know emerge defensively they don't even need her to emerge offensively but if she can be like a really strong defensive presence because that's where they're going to suffer is on the defensive end yeah you know they're if you look at their team like they're going to knock down shots yeah like that's what their offense is going to be strong yeah like their offense is great but like their defense on the defensive side their size is decent because they went out and made sure to address the problem but it was a problem. So, like, let's yeah. see what happens with how they build on it. Yeah. I, I don't think their defense is necessarily a problem. I think their defense is, is average. No, I, I was and just I saying, that like, that's size-wise defense. Like, that's it. Yeah. At times, they just lose battles you know, yeah. on the inside and boards. But I'd love to see them do well. I'm a fan. Big fan. Go Sky. Yeah. Oh, big fan. Um, all right. Let's move on. Let's, let's, talk about, let's talk about Phoenix. I want to talk about Phoenix. Phoenix okay. is always like an exciting oh, team okay. to me. Uh, ever since um, Brittany Griner and Diana Tarazi teamed up, they've always just been a really exciting and interesting team to watch um, because they've got you know two of the most elite players at you know two of the most dominant positions in the game, and they're always dangerous in like a one-game playoff or anything like that, or a game five or a winner takes all. And uh, I think that adding Skylar Diggins-Smith, I think it's it's going to give Tarazi and and I mean that backcourt of Diana Tarazi and Skylar Diggins-Smith, if they can play off of each other well, they're both elite passers. They're both elite shooters. Oh yeah, handlers. And, and so if they can play off each other well and give each other space to find you know time off the ball, it's going to make them really really dangerous. I mean, especially with how much you have to guard Brittany Griner underneath. I mean, I thought it was a really interesting thing they did with making that trade, mm-hmm. like giving up that size with Bonner. She's a special player. You're kind of just like, what are you doing, right? Mm-hmm. But Skyler it brings a different dynamic that I think their team needs—a younger, more athletic point guard right now. Yeah, and I think that's what will 
put Brittany Griner, you know, Brittany Griner is always at the top, but like if you have somebody that's so deadly at your point guard position, she's deadlier. Like it just makes Brittany Griner that much more deadly. Mm-hmm. And the team's going to roll through the two of them and, you know, Diana's going to do her thing too. But I think those two I love that you call her Diana. Yeah. Like you guys are on a first name basis. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> hey girl. Hey Diana. Hey, hey. What's up? We are well, soon to be. <laughs> soon to be first name yeah. basis. Um, um but <clears throat> you know, with what they do as a team, I think that direction they went with Skyler should improve the team. And Oh yeah. Uh it's nothing against how Bonner played. It's just the chemistry and like how the team was set up. I think it's just a better mold now. Mm. You know, that's just it. Yeah. I mean, they relied a lot on Bonner for a lot of offense. A lot. Um, so it was a very interesting trade to yeah. me. Yeah. Because I just think so highly of her, you know? Yeah. I mean, Bonner's an amazing player, you know, and, and but, you know, they decided to kind of go in a different direction gameplay-wise, right? So, you know, try to load up their backcourt. They also picked up Bria Hartley, who was a free agent out of New York, who's a, a really solid, you know, point guard and, and backup point guard, whatever you want to call her, who's been really good, and she's real scrappy. And they're expecting a lot, I think, out of their rookie class from last year. You know, Which so is they had awesome. a really strong rookie class. They had, you know, Alana Smith, they had Sophie Cunningham, and Brianna Turner, all first-round picks yeah. that they expected to be really impactful. And by the end of the season, Brianna Turner had started to become impactful. Yeah, and it was blew my mind. Yeah, <laughs> it blew it. And, uh, and even though she's not going to be a shooter like Bonner was, you know, she can give them, you know, if she can expand her game at all beyond under the basket she gives them a lot of fun to play around with between her and griner because they're both good passers too and that's fun when you have two strong forwards that are good passers i don't i don't think she really needs to develop that much longer of a game you know a couple wouldn't hurt if she was if she was a four that could hit right you know know, the elbow jumper totally that's all i i I don't think she'll ever get like a three-point shot no i don't think she's ever gonna be a stretch four no that's not Um, that's not her game that's okay though but she rebounds, she, she blocks. She rebounds, and she runs the floor. She's a great defender. Her yeah, timing, totally. even though she's not the tallest, oh, her, great timing. Yeah, and she runs the floor better than most players. Like, knows how to be in spacing as, like, a 4 or 5 running down the middle of the floor and being able to finish good. Mm-hmm. She's great at that. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I think the team's a lot very different. <laughs> And I think it's going to have a different dynamic, but I think they could, they could be the team that maybe, you know, can knock off Seattle. I mean, they certainly have the potential on any given day to beat anyone with the kind of like you know composition they have. The question is going to be like, totally. how difficult is it for them to make up for the production of Bonner, the production, the versatility? You know, Bonner is such a unique player. She's very Kevin Durant like. You know, yeah. she's tall, lanky, shoots, dribbles, handles, everything. Um, so it'll just be really interesting. This, those are the WNBA unicorns right now, and to get rid of one of them totally. is kind of mind-blowing. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, it's like they saw an opportunity to go in a different direction and probably, you know, picking up Skyler, this is an opportunity to build in towards the future totally, because no. you're kind of like, all right, Diana Trazzi's not going to play forever. No, no, so. and, you, and you have Griner for, like, you know. And Griner and Skyler Diggins-Smith came out of the same draft class. They yeah. were picks one and three in a draft class with Elena Deladon. How about that class? <laughs> that class was so nuts. It was like any one of these players should be a number one draft pick. And because they're all the same year, they can't all be. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. But, yeah. 
it's just to me like I got no we'll continue because I'm just gonna get caught up in like <laughs> trading a player like that in this day and age like there isn't a price big enough to give to to trade maybe there were other issues too I maybe there were personality issues no. maybe there were like clashes no because even uh Brittany Griner said like that's the reason why she stayed last year like she was just gonna not play in the dub and go to Russia and just be like I'm done with this league, and she was like, if it wasn't for DB, I wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm just I get frustrated thinking about it because like Connecticut sitting there like next year they just have John Quell and and Dewana Bonner and like you have mm-hmm. two two unicorns. Yeah, <laughs> super dangerous. Super dangerous. Yeah. That's why Natasha Howard and Brianna Stewart. Brianna Stewart. It's like fuck. What are you gonna do? Totally. <laughs> totally. Um. Yeah. But let's continue. All right, let's continue. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Why don't we talk about the Sparks next? Okay. okay. Um, so Los Angeles Sparks, you know, they mostly return a very similar-looking roster to last year. They added Christy Tolliver, who unfortunately won't be playing. Um, but they look very similar to what they did last year. They're still going to play around Candace Parker, Neka Agwumake, and Chelsea Gray. And those are going to be their three, you know, their kind of big three. But... They've added Simone Augustus from the Minnesota Lynx, and even though she's maybe kind of in the twilight of her career, so to speak, um, she's still capable of being a super productive player, especially if she's healthy. Um, and then Raquana Williams, who really had a great year last year, um, you know, giving them some really much-needed production from the guard spot, um, off guard, and really played good defense as well. So they're a really solid team. You know, they, they haven't changed that much. They picked up Tia Cooper, too. Uh, right. They picked up Tia Cooper, <laughs> you know, because Christy Tolliver can't be there. I know, I know. Um, but, uh, you know, they really they picked up Brittany Sykes from the Atlanta Dream as well, who was really productive there. So I think they're a team that has a lot of weapons, but maybe, you know, no one that can kind of like be like, give me the ball, I'm going to take over the game right now. You kind of feel like Chelsea Gray or Candace could do that, but I don't know if they still can. I don't know. I don't know. Years go by. So to me, to me, this is like just a great game. <laughs> I I love I I love a lot of these players and I love this team, but to me, this feels like you know, like the two thousand like eleven Yankees. Everybody's a little old. Mm-hmm. You're just like. There's some cool players mixed in, mm-hmm. but, like, I just think they're a little bit past the hump. Mm-hmm. Like, it just doesn't – it doesn't excite me for sure. Yeah. I look at the team makeup, and I'm just like – I'm not like, ooh, this is going to be, like, interesting how they do this or that. I look at the team, and I'm like, it's a lot of the same. A lot. I'm getting a lot of what I'm used to, and you added some old players that have been there, done that, and that's great. More vets, but, like, is that what you need? It also, like, you know, I feel like it, it benefits them that it's a shortened season, to be honest. Oh, my because God. Because I, I feel agree. like I feel like if it was a longer season, you know, you maybe worry more about potential injuries from, like, a veteran lineup. Um, but, you know, as long as they can stay healthy, I think they're dangerous. I think it becomes a problem if one or two of those players get, like, you know, old people injuries <laughs> you know what i mean like injury like they get like an injury that like you think is going to take like a week and then the next thing you know it's been like a month and you're like 
why aren't they better yet? Mm. <laughs> and I feel like that happens sometimes more often than, than younger players. It happens to older players more often. So I think that's, that's the danger. If there are injuries, how can they bounce back? Where's the depth? My, I get that they're a solid team, and that's like me going back to like my Yankee analogy. It's just like the Yankees had all these big stars and all these cool players, but you know, like it, they're just a little bit past that time. Like if you had like a young, exciting person on that starting five, I'd be like, yeah, sure. Just don't. I there's nothing I would love more than to watch Candace Parker have like a resurgent oh season this season and just absolutely come out and dominate Shit like she on has everyone because the last year or so she hasn't felt that sharp. And I would love to see it because, you know, I think she's had injuries the past couple of years as well. So she's kind of like battled through it. Um, but I would love to see her, you know, dominate because I think she's so great for the game. And she's been such a uh, great personality and player to have, you know, part of the game for so long at this point that I would love to see her kind of like have a great season. Without a doubt, she is the biggest, like, question mark and like thing i want to see this year in that sense yeah because like i don't know if her game is going to go tilt off like you can expect she's been around forever right <laughs> um forever like 10 years 10 12 years, years. 10 years 12 years <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a long time, it's a long time. especially it's not the, like it's not like sue bird Tarazi especially long. in the dub those that many years is a long time i know she's uh, one of the top players i'm just saying but i'm saying she's been at an elite level throughout all that time totally i'm just saying if she's she not just sue bird diana Tarazi. if she just becomes <laughs> like a regular player like that fall is kind of sad so you just want to see it not happen like that. Mm -hmm. I just want her to be Candace. But we'll We're, see. We'll see. We'll see. Like you said. Um All right, let's move on. <laughs> let's talk about the Aces. Aces are going to be an interesting team this year. They last year they were kind of like that I don't want to say bubble team, but like they were kind of that team that had put together all these you know, really impressive, like, all-star pieces. And it was like, are they going to gel now? Or are they going to need a season to figure it out? And they had some incredibly dominant performances last year. And they looked like a team that, you know, with another year or two of gelling and experience, could win it all. And so now they come back, and they're missing two of those kind of main pieces, Liz, Liz and Kelsey. And you're kind of wondering, okay, even though they still have a bunch of, you know, really solid talent, Asia Wilson, Caleb McBride, Jackie Young, Derek Hamby, all these players come back that Great played team, so. huge minutes for them. Um, can they, you know, elevate themselves to the level that, like, uh, Seattle is at? Or, you know, that kind of thing. So that's kind of the question. Yeah, I mean, what is Angel McCautry going to give them? They pick up Angel McCautry, who hasn't played for a couple of years with Atlanta Dream. What does she have? You know, is she going to be the player that she was when she was younger? Is she going to take more of a backseat role? You know, how does she integrate with the, the team as it is? I mean, you got to think, does she start at the point? Right? Angel McCautry? Yeah. She's not a point guard. Shooting guard? She's like a, yeah, 2-3. Oh. For some reason, I always thought she was a point. No. Interesting. Yeah, she won't be there. I don't think. I mean, who knows? I mean, they may 
ask her to take up the point. It's not I'm like just she's saying because Jackie Young just hasn't been the best at it. But that was her freshman season. That was her her her, her rookie season after leaving college early. So you wonder how she much look better she can be this year. I know, but she didn't look great doing it at college either. She didn't the really point guard stuff. Yeah, well, when she was doing it for Notre Dame, it just wasn't. You know, I'm just saying a lot can change in a year, totally especially for young that. players. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're so right, you're right. I don't know. I don't know what to expect from who's going to run point for them, and who's going to kind of like really be in charge. Um. But yeah, so I mean, losing losing Liz sucks, but like Hamby is just. So amazing. She was so showed. She showed out last season. But I think he. I think they'll want to keep her coming off the bench. I think they'll want to keep her being the sixth man. Nah. I think so. I get what you're saying. That energy. I think, I think like, how, how dominant she can be coming off the bench. I think that's something you don't want to lose. Mm. I think they re-signed Carolyn Swords, who came out of retirement to re-sign because of her relationship with Bill Lambeer. And she's a six foot seven center. So if they just need a center to be in there for like five minutes and then bring Deer Kahambi in off the bench, I think that might be the way to go. Get that jolt of energy from her when like the starting lineup is just starting to get like a little winded. So I'm with it. I get what you're saying. Um, sometimes, I mean, she proved that she didn't need it for her psyche, but that might have been because of Liz being there, that she knew that this all-star was in front of her. <coughs> but now you you look at it sometimes in this way that I, I, I'm, I should be starting. I think that... Not somebody that just came out of retirement. I think that if she's getting 25 to 30 minutes and she's you know getting opportunities on the floor and she and Bill Ambeer have an understanding of how important that role is i don't think she's upset about it at all i i I think if you're i think if you're coming off the bench and you're getting 10 to 15 minutes that's a different story but i think that if you're coming off the bench and you're getting 25 minutes and or 30 minutes and you're you know in there at the end of the game like who cares if you start if you you start the game at the tip off or not totally i get what you're saying and i think she understands that yeah you're right she did it last year so I think they have the, the, the potential to be right there with Seattle. I think absolutely. They have the size. They have the shooting. They have, you know, the chemistry at this point. You know, we'll see if Angel McCautry can, can give them, you know, you know high scoring like she has in the past. Um, I think they're dangerous. But yeah. there's a lot of questions. There's so. just a lot of questions. Yeah. But, you know. Yep. Um. I think this could be good for this team, though, this group of players, like this kind of season. Not having Kelsey Plum and Liz, who basically need the ball all the time. Yeah. So, like, it's a very different feel for how that offense should be played. Totally. So, yeah, this could be super fun. And I hope I hope they play up to what they could be. Because if they play up to what they could be with that talent that they have, they could be in that finals. Yeah, and I think that would be super fun. Yeah, super uh, fun. So... All right, so so why don't we move on? So that's my second tier. That's my tier two of teams. Um, so my tier three. Okay. Let's see if you agree with me on this or not. My tier three is Connecticut, Washington, mm-hmm. Minnesota, and Indiana. 
Indiana. Indiana's the one that sneaks in there, huh? Okay. I'm cool with it. I guess with the addition of Warren Cox, I could see Indiana sneaking in there. They also bring back Victoria Vivians, who was out all last year with an injury, and she's huge for them. Very important totally, player. Totally. And they have a very young roster that I think, you know, that extra year with how many injuries are around the league, I think that they're dangerous. Yeah. I and mean, I think and that they, they have some could stars. be there. They have some stars, too. Yeah. So, like... Yeah. I think they're ready to take that next step. I don't know if they're ready to be a contender, but I think that they're solidly in that like five to eight, you know, range at this point. Yeah. And I think the other three of the teams there have a lot of questions. So why don't we break them down one at a time? Okay. Let's talk about Connecticut. Okay. Um, Connecticut's roster has changed a lot. So a lot. They lost Courtney Williams and Shakina Strickland. Um John Quell Jones is not going to be there this year, and they added Dewana Bonner. Um, so they're going to be a much different, way different looking team than they have in the past. Um, you know, they're still going to be kind of like, I don't want to say they're built around, but, you know, in a lot of ways, they're going to rely even more than they have on like Alyssa Thomas and Jasmine Thomas. Yeah. Uh, um, both of them and Dewana Bonner are like. Yeah. That's their core. Yeah, I mean, I mean that that that's the clear core. The question is like, are those two players going to be capable of giving them enough points, or are we going to see Dewana Bonner be relied upon to get forty a night? Uh, I think. Um, so I think with how that team's coached, I think they've always been very good about not having to have that. I just don't know if they have the scoring versatility this year to go. I mean, I think the, in losing John Quell Jones and Courtney Williams, who to me were like, you know, two of the most dynamic scorers on any, any given night could have given them 25. Um, I feel like now they have a bunch of players who can consistently give them 10 to 15 and, and then Dewana Bonner, <laughs> who could give you more I, I, than that. I think Alyssa Thomas can do 20 a night. I mean, playoff Alyssa Thomas, but like, can she do that day in and day out? I honestly think she can. Plus, she's going to be guarded way harder this year than she was last year. Mm, I mean, I last think, year. I don't think that matters for her. She's like. Oh, I think it matters. Maybe. Maybe. You could be right. Maybe not. But I, I think she's the type of player that, you know, she's really hard nosed and she knows what the team needs. She's that type of player that I've always thought, like, she's going to do whatever your team needs. And if your team needs scoring, she can go get it. So, like, I think she will be there with Dewana Bonner. But losing both John Quell and Courtney is a huge deal. Yeah. Now, I think if John Quell Jones was still there this year and all they had to really replace was, you know, Courtney, Courtney Williams and Shakina Strickland, I think they're able to do that, even though they lose most of their three-pointing. Three-point shooting with three-pointing. Um, their three-point shooting with those players. I mean, you I got think back that could be replaced. You know. Some of it, yeah. Um, I mean, they have, I guess they had, what, they they also picked up Mom Premier to replace John Quell just because yep. they needed this spot. And then they picked up in the draft, what, Kalia Charles? Yeah, Kyla Charles and Juicy Landrum. Yeah, but Juicy Landrum was waived. Yeah. 
I mean, Kyla Charles could, you know, provide with them some, some, you know, backward relief, but yeah. I don't expect it to be anything terribly significant. No, no, I agree. Um, but so I think they're going to be middle of the pack. I think they're going to struggle to beat the better teams. And I think that they'll hold their own against, you know, the teams that are up and coming. Because I still think that their, you know, veteran presence with the Thomases, as we put them, um, will be strong enough to kind of carry the team. But you you are right. The The offense is going to be... The offense is going to be the issue with that team. I am not concerned about defense, rebounding, things like that. That team yeah. does the scrappy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yes, offensively... They might be a little challenge this year. And who knows? Maybe Bonner drops 30 a game. And yeah. maybe, maybe that's just what they do, and that's the go-to, and she's hard enough to guard that they can get away with it. But uh, but we'll see. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sold. Um, the Washington Mystics are uh, – right now they're just kind of like a little bit of a question mark, right? So um, they lost Christy Tolliver in the offseason. Um You know, Deladon is – Such a crazy year for the two teams that were in the finals. What do you mean? Like, in the sense of, like, the changes that have happened for those two, two cha- like, franchises, player-wise. Like, Washington has a bunch of new players, you know, Connecticut changed a bunch of their different, uh, has a different core of players. Like, it's just weird. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Washington has a different core of players, necessarily. <laughs> I mean, I think they, they lost Christy Tolliver, but I think they return, I mean, Ariel Atkins, Elena Deladon, Emma Mieseman, Ariel Powers... Um, I mean, they're, they're losing Natasha Cloud because of, for, you know, personal and activism reasons. But I think that the core is still there. Oh, I know, but I like think Deladon might not play. Right. They traded for Tina Charles. Yeah, I don't even know how much how much Tina Charles fits into that offense anyway. I mean, she's gonna play when she plays, but that's a that's a strange to me. It's an interesting pairing for their system. Uh, it's a real interesting um, pairing. But, but <laughs> it's a very interesting pairing. I don't understand the trade at all. But yeah, I mean, they're here in my rankings, assuming that Elena Deladon doesn't play. If Elena Deladon does come back and play, I think they're in that second tier of teams um, because I still think they have enough, especially with a full season out of Emma Mieseman. I remember playoff Emma. Playoff Emma was was everything. Um, so I think you know. They have a lot of talent on the team. Um, some of the young talent might need to step up more than they have in the past, but I think that uh, you know they should still have enough of that core team from last year's championship that they're not going to suffer. Totally, they're not going to suffer. That's but not the issue. It's really about Deladon. You That's know? really what it comes down to. The issue to me, like, the, I don't think suffering is going to, like, happen at all. But it's just, like, seeing how that team changed without Deladon and seeing where it's going to be. It, it just sucks because, like, the team was so fun last year. Yeah. And, like, not having, you know, Natasha Cloud, which, you know, sucks. But That's a big loss. She was, like, one of their point guards. Totally. Um, Chrissy Tolliver was their other point guard. I know. So That's it, big losses. Big losses. And then if you don't bring her in, it's just like, I mean, Misaman could just go off, right, you know, without that. So, like, they could still be elite level, still go into that next tier where you're talking about. But there's just a lot of questions. Yeah. I mean, I'm still expecting big things out of Emma Misaman and Ariel Atkins, you know, in particular. But without, you know, kind of the other, you know, st- 
you know, stronger supplemental players around them, it's going to be that much harder for them to get theirs because they're going to be guarded harder as well. So I just think that, you know, that they're going to rely on the core that they're bringing back from last year's championship team, but it won't take them all the way. Yeah. Um, that's the thing. The, the team's deep, like in the sense of, of like their bench has players that probably can you know, make things happen because they just didn't have a lot of room for other people to play last year when you had, like, you know, nine people, ten people that were able to bring it every night for them. So I think if somebody, you know, emerges for them, they could go to another level, but they just really need somebody to come that, you know, come show out that wasn't doing it for them already. But, you know, crazy season. Washington, you know, the next year will, in my eyes, be right back as a title contender if the team stays close to what it is now. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I think I think the the big hole at point guard needs to be filled, and we'll yeah. see how they do this year with that. Yeah. And if they don't do it this year, then they've got to look to fill it next year. Um. All right, let's let's move on. Let's talk about the Lynx. Um, the Lynx are an interesting team to me. Um, you know, they they still have. I feel like you know, a few years ago they had this core group of players that you know those five groups five players you know Maya Moore Simone Augustus you know Sylvia Fowles Lindsay Whalen and and most of these players are are gone now right mm -hmm. so um Rebecca Brunson part of that group as well not to slight her and I feel like now the team is about Sylvia Fowles and Nafisa Collier and it's about how can they build around those players in a meaningful enough way that they can win yeah. That's how I see it. Uh, you're right. I mean, they have they have some talent. I mean, you know, Jessica Shepard isn't playing. Neither is Siciliana Zandalassini. Uh, they picked up Makia Herbert Harrigan in the draft and Crystal Dangerfield. Um, we'll see if either one of them, you know, gets a chance to to make a splash or, or really kind of like you know, you know do much there. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, you know, they're going to be expecting a lot out of, you know, Lexi Brown. You know, they're going to hope that she can fill the shoes of Odyssey Sims, you know, until she can come back, if she comes back. Um, but I think there's just a lot of questions here for the Lynx. And I think that they could drop down into the bottom the tier. The scary tier. And I'm saying that they won't because I think that Sylvia Fowles is that good. And I think that Nafisa Collier will continue to be amazing. But a lot of questions. A lot. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, a lot to think about really hard team to judge without seeing them right now, just because like, I just have so many questions about how this offense is going to go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, Nafisa and Sylvia are amazing. Right. So like, let's hope that the other parts of that team can play up to like their standards and like where they should be i mean i definitely don't expect that I know. but i think i think the question is whether or not you know one or two of the young players can really emerge or not there's going to be opportunity for them to emerge the question is whether they're going to do it at a high enough level mm -hmm. let's talk about the fever thieves let's talk about them um fever are a really interesting team i have them up here in this 
in this spot because I think that they're poised to take that next step forward. I think with Kelsey Mitchell and Tierra McCowan and Victoria Vivians and Candace Dupree and Tiffany, I mean, they bring back all of their best players from last season and they're all going to be have a season more of experience and they're adding some really good players in, you know, Lauren Cox, um, Victoria Vivian's coming back from injury and that's going to be huge. Uh, I'm expecting a big step forward for Tierra McCowan. Um, I she think started showing it. I at think the end she's going to be scary good this yeah, year. Yeah, she started showing that at the yeah. end of the year, and I think the combo of her and Lauren Cox on the f- floor together yeah. is going to be nightmares for teams. Yeah. So I'm expecting a lot out of this team. I think that if they play their cards right, I think they could sneak up into that like two through five, you know, tier as well. Um, but I'm I'm high on this team. I think this team is ready to figure it out this year. Yeah, I mean. Tierra McCowan, she, she averaged she was second in the league in boards last year, and she was tenth in blocks, and in the beginning of the year she like barely was playing. Yep. So like, it's scary with uh, with how I think she's gonna like improve. Yep. I think she's gonna end up being probably the like she'll probably win the most improved player award or something like that because of what she's going to be. I think she can easily be, you know, a 15 and 10 and like five blocks a game kind of kind of person. Like she's that good, that scary, that like much of a presence on the floor. And in the dub, if you have somebody that could do that, you're set. Yep, I agree. And I think their backcourt is made up of hugely talented players who were superstars in college and haven't quite found their consistency in the WNBA yet. But if any one or two of those players, between Kelsey Mitchell, Tiffany Mitchell, Victoria Vivians, and Erica Wheeler, if any two of those players can emerge as like consistent high-scoring threats for this team, I think they're super dangerous. Yeah, this team could be the the dark horse of the league. Yeah. Um, they have a lot of pieces, a lot of scoring, and they are big and they have new coaching new coaching so that's huge i mean they have they have you know tamika catchings took over as gm of the team and they've got a new uh head coach in marion stanley so how much can can they benefit from a new perspective at the top too and is that something that they can kind of you know build into quickly um so i'm excited to see them play and see what they can do i yeah i think I think they could be the the one team in this in this bracket that could end up in the finals and I wouldn't be surprised. Right. Just because of what they have. Yeah. And the truth is that like But they easily can be terrible again and I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Well, I mean they weren't terrible last year. They finished ninth out of twelve. So like they were right on the cusp of getting into the playoffs. I know, so. but like uh, you know, there was parts of the year where you were like, "Yo, the Fever are the worst." But they're not—they're not losing anyone other than possibly Lauren Cox, and that's not really a loss. That's someone who didn't get added. But they're not really losing anyone from last year that either to COVID or to like trades or anything. So they're only building off what they did last year. So I think that gives them an advantage over a lot of these other teams, which are coming back. And even if they have some additions, there's a lot of losses. So I, I think they're totally. going to be an interesting team to watch. 
And I think that's true of all three teams in my bottom as well. So the three teams in my bottom are Dallas, Atlanta, and New York Liberty. I think they're all really interesting, exciting teams that I'm like really excited to watch and keep track of. I don't think they're quite ready yet to to to, to make a playoff run. You know what I mean? I think they're no. still really young teams that are building and like figuring out their core, and that when they do that, they're all gonna, and they're all going to be exciting teams to watch. I mean, let's talk about exciting guards. New York, Atlanta, and Dallas. You've got Sabrina Ionescu and Kiener's. Super exciting backcourt. Can't wait to see them. You've got Kennedy Carter going to Atlanta. And, like, God only knows what this girl is going to do with that team. It could be amazing. And then you've got Arika Ogumboale, who's already shown that she's ready to, like, be a superstar in the WNBA. And you're adding, you're giving her a, a solid point guard, either in Mariah Jefferson or Ty Harris. Let's see what happens with those backcourts. It's just really exciting stuff. Totally. Um, you look at Dallas's roster, and you're kind of like, in three years, if they won, yeah, you would be like, no shit, look at that thing. Uh, totally. You know, like right super now, super young team, super young, super, super scary, talented. super talented. Yeah. You have like, you, <laughs> it's like they're filled with players from like the last three years in college that have like dominated dominated absolutely dominated the the college game mm-hmm. so dallas is a team that yeah like i said a couple years wouldn't be surprised if they were winning a championship then you have sabrina like what what's her ceiling like nobody knows but like that team's going to be super talented going forward i think they're doing the right thing in you know in new york and like I think they they know where they're at this year. They know they're not competing for a championship. They know they are not competing for playoff spots, really. Yeah. But a lot of young players, a lot of young, get rid of old, start fresh. Getting rid of Tina Charles is kind of like the, you know, the icing on the cake of where they were cleansing. going. Yeah, it was a <laughs> complete a cleansing. Think like, no offense to Tina Charles. No, a great no, player, but I think like but it's a new era. Zowie B and like one or two other players are like returning yeah like that have been there established yeah so like really smart on them and then like you said kennedy carter my god she might shoot 40 times a game (laughs) well i think the fun thing for all three of these teams is that because expectations are fairly low and they're all built around really good young talent it gives these young players a lot of room to just kind of like play you know to just like go out there and, and do their thing and vibe and have a good time and not have a lot of pressure on their shoulders and they can just kind of like bust tail and have fun. And I think that that's a great totally. way to like form a core for the future is in like a low pressure situation where they can kind of get a feel for each other, enjoy being in the league and like see what it takes to win and then start building towards that. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to be a New York fan, right? Like, that's just where I'm going to be because, like, Brooklyn, go Nets. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, they went and bought the team. It's, like, a perfect storm for me to not, like, I have to like them. difficult time picking a team to be a fan of because I'm just a uh, fan of the league. And get, I'm a fan of you. so many different players. That's fair. I um, want to see them all do well. <laughs> I always like to, like, you know, pick a, pick a team and, like, run with them and, like, get behind them and, like, make them my – my allegiance to. Yeah, I mean, like, Seattle has been my team, but like, cool. I feel like I need to switch to Dallas. Just kidding. I feel like Dallas is like the future that and I want Dallas to be part of. Dallas has like a lot of like your old favorite players too. They have a ridiculous number of national college national champions too, from 
multiple different teams. That's yeah. what's fun about them. They've got Ogunbowale and Mabry from from Notre Dame's championship. They've got Ty Harris and Alicia Gray from you know South Carolina's championship. Um, you know, they've got you know Satu Sabli from this year's national championship. Oh wait, it didn't happen, but we're still giving it to Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sign that one up, right? Mariah Jefferson and Katie Lou Samuelson, both champions with UConn. Freshman just, year, Katie they just Lou, have right? whatever. She still played. She was still a I starter on that team. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of national champions there. And then be, beyond that, they've got like national players of the year, like Megan Gustafson and and Bella Ellery, and it's just it's such a fun team. I'm just excited to see like watch them build and grow, even if it doesn't all happen this year. They're just gonna be a fun team to watch for a couple yeah. Of years. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited. I'm, I'm really excited about the league. I'm really excited about the season, even though it's going to be fucking weird. And yeah. played in, like, you know, the IMG Academy. <laughs> but, like, hopefully it's awesome. You have NBA League Pass to watch all these games. You have more games on national TV than Yeah, a ever. lot of games on ESPN and CBS. You have multiple teams that have figured out local sports networks to broadcast every single game. They Women's have. basketball. It's happening. It's <laughs> happening. Go. It's happening in the right direction. Yeah. They're doing more for the game. They're getting more visibility. They're getting more stuff around it. Go buy the pass. It's sixteen dollars. Yeah. It's so cheap. It's so worth it. Yeah. It helps the league. It helps it helps the league. It helps yeah. with visibility. You can go watch like old games and stuff like that. They have all these cool features with it too. So like it's a great app. It's a great thing. Get it. Totally. This season's going to be fun, even if it is 22 games and weird. Yeah. I feel like we should talk a little bit more, just a little bit more, about Atlanta and New York. So let me just run through them real quick. Oh, okay. Because I just gave a big run through for Dallas. Sure. I feel like we owe it to Atlanta you and New York. You give it to them. So, like, Atlanta, we talked about Kennedy Carter and what a dynamic, exciting presence mm-hmm. she is. They they also added Courtney Williams from the Sun. Love. And Shakina Strickland from the Sun. Love. So they're going to have a lot of three-point shooting on this team. Yeah, uh, Courtney Williams isn't there right now, but like right. that'll change. They also added Glory Johnson uh, and Kalani Brown, both of whom also aren't there right now. So there's a lot of players for Atlanta that aren't going to be there right now, and, and that's that's a big loss. Big loss. But this is a team that's going to be exciting in, like again, a year or two. But that's why cement them in the bottom three with like all their losses of like who's on the team, too. There's just a lot of things going into this year that if they ended up being last, it wouldn't surprise me. But I also don't think it would be that bad for them to be last no, and to pick up the number bet, one draft pick next draft year pick, yeah. because they're not they're not built to win right now anyway. No, so like, they're not. Get the best draft pick you can. <laughs> they have exciting pieces. Right. Get another exciting piece and then talk to us next year and you guys might be something in the future. Exactly. Exactly. And then New York, you know, we talked about, you know, uh, you know, the Sabrina Ionescu era begins in the yeah. WNBA and how exciting that's going to be. They had an she, interesting draft. They did. I mean, they got a lot of great players. I mean, a lot, a lot of some of them were surprises, surprising picks. Cause there was other people there that you were kind of just like, why didn't you pick her? But, yeah. Like Jasmine Jones and Kylie shook are an interesting duo to pick up back to back out of Louisville and to see, you know, I feel like it was really indicative of the direction the organization is trying to go in. I think they're trying to go in the three and D direction. Yeah, you know they want you know everyone on the floor to be able to shoot a three except for Han Shu, who actually can shoot threes. But yeah, like she can shoot threes. She's like six so, foot ten. So and they just she, want her to just be scary. <laughs> she is the X factor to me. No, really, I'm so sad she's not playing this year. Yeah, I really wanted to watch her. She's play. the X factor in the future. Yeah. If she can 
go to that next level. My God. Like, you have, like, she was in that, like, one little game we got to watch of her. She she can rip threes. She can shoot jumpers. She has moves. She has some handles. Yeah. She just looks a little skinny and young. Yeah. That's fine. But she's going to be – she was young, though. She was, like – 18. 18, which yeah. is, like, all the other players getting drafted are 21 or older. Totally. She was so 18 like, when she yeah. got – yeah. So, it, it's a totally, like yeah. – they made it a point. Brooklyn was like, and New York were there, like, made it a point being like, she's not playing right now. Like, we're not risking this. Yeah. It's a future investment. Yeah. Get it right. And then they're going to have something special with, like, her and totally. Sabrina. But they're going to have a lot of shooting on this team. I mean, yeah. like, between Sabrina Ionescu, Kia Nurse, Asia Durr, Megan Walker, I mean, these are elite shooters. I mean, I think it could be fun watching Zowie and her run the pick and roll this year. Yeah. You know, because they could do the pick and pop real they well with the that. Because Zowie, Zowie can knock them down. Yep. So, like, it could be fun watching them do some some creative and stuff. Sabrina's the best at the pick and roll in the world. Ex- the best. So, Her handles are incredible. Her vision's incredible. And she yeah. knows how to, like, yeah, I- I'm excited. I'm excited for them because, like. It's a team of fun personalities, too. Yeah. So. I- I'm excited for New York to have, new like. New era of a New York. era. Like, yeah. a new, like, vibe. Like Me, too get out of that dolan like gross like they were just so lame yeah they're gonna start in you know what it's called uh where the nets play i can't remember barclays, barclays center whenever like that happens whenever like, <laughs> people are allowed to go back and play in <laughs> yeah, right. but like that's the plan yeah, brooklyn's like brooklyn's like pouring it into them like redesigning yeah. all their uniforms giving this giving that they're making a the Nets have an incredible training facility. They're making the same thing for them. Yeah, it's great. And, like, that's incredible because, like, I like I saw the Nets training facility and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, this is wild to pay for in New York. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's not at the stadium. It's, right, like, right, right. in the Brooklyn Navy Yard. Like, holy shit. And, yeah. like, it's awesome what they're doing. Yeah. So, I'm happy that New York can, like, you have this piece to bring you guys back into like relevance yeah it's great for the game new york needs to be a spotlight in this in this league totally um yeah so i guess that just about does it for our preview show yeah Um, super long show. super long show we've been long-winded but uh we haven't talked to you in a while one other thing we wanted to add that we probably should have said in the beginning because who knows if anyone's listening anymore is uh that the WNBA is paying full salaries (laughs) to their players for this shortened season and that we just think that the WNBA, with their new CBA or in the off season, and with how they're trying to treat players, you know, you know, now, I feel like they're they're moving in the right direction. I know there've been some issues at the IMG Academy with like food and like, you know, how some of the players have been like, you know, they, what their experience has been. But I feel like the overall <laughs> vibe, though, I've gotten is it's a good experience That's they're cool. having fun um and i see a lot of tiktok videos coming out of these teams i know and some yeah super fun videos and things like that but like in the beginning there were some questionable like living situations for certain players a lot of them had amazing accommodations so i think those were all fixed everything's better the wobble is great the wobble i've heard that's what they yeah. call it the wobble so I'm just happy that basketball's back. Give me basketball. Give me sports. Tune in tomorrow. Games. Saturday, July 25th. Games. Three of them. 
Read them off. Who do we got? Three of them? It should be three. I don't see three. Is there only one? I see one. Maybe one. Three on Sunday then. Boom. <laughs> let's see if we can. Let's see if I can. Yeah, what? no games on Sunday. What? I'm I'm really confused. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong. What are you talking at, about? There's three I'm, games I'm, on I'm looking, Saturday. I'm looking at only the three Mystics. games on Saturday. We have so the sorry. Seattle Storm versus the New York Liberty. <laughs> then we have the Los Angeles Sparks against the Phoenix Mercury, and then Indiana Fever versus the Washington Mystics. I was that's your at, schedule. I was looking at the Mystics schedule, and uh. I was like, why are there no games? Uh. Um, anyway, so Storm three and games. Liberty at noon Eastern on ESPN. <laughs> Um, Sparks Mercury, 3 Eastern on ABC. And Indiana Fever, Washington Mystics, 5 p.m. on CBS Sports Network. Watch them. They're on TV. Tomorrow. Woo! Probably today by the time you hear this. Woo! <laughs> um, anyway, that, that'll that do it. We're the King Sets Queens. I'm Paul Jafrida. I'm John Hanson. This has been the Queens of the Board oh, Podcast. We love you. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.